Welcome to Fearless Podcast. I'm Mike. And this is Orlando. And we're on episode 161. 161. Yeah. And you know what's really cool is we see we've already got a few people in the uh in the in the chat wondering if we we're gonna make it on time. And uh, I think we were we were right there. We were only like maybe 10 seconds late, which is pretty good. You know, That's pretty good because yeah. I just we, I just rolled up like a few minutes ago. So yeah, yeah. I'm okay with that though. And, but somebody else said that it was the uh hair and makeup. Uh, was causing us to run behind. Yeah, you. I mean, it's 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 difficult with beards yeah, like this. Gotta, you know, you yeah. gotta, gotta There's some keep grooming them. that's left. Hey, but grateful that all of you guys are on the live, and those of you listening to the podcast, looking forward to an amazing time. And uh, yeah, this is kind of like our update episode. Are you okay with that? Uh, yeah, man. All right. So it's funny because we just did an update episode like a few days ago, but lots always going on. Uh, uh, some people are saying they can't see us. Oh, can you see? If you can see us, thumbs up. Want to know? Some are saying it's a black screen. Oh man, this is it's like real it's a podcast live on YouTube yeah. is what's going oh, on. No. Okay, well let's see. No video. Okay, hold on. Let's see what's going on. Is hey, while we're trying to fix this, if those of you can hear you can hear us through the YouTube, no faces. I like, I know you want to see the well, somebody mentioned hair and makeup. I thought we'd be fine. We are seeing video. Do we do we need to like take a pause or do we need to keep rolling with it? Hey. Are, they, we, are we on there? They're there. They're, okay. Oh, they're, hey. Okay. Hey. So I had to. I'm, I'm, I took us off and put us back on. It looks like we're good. So, uh, yeah. For those of you who keeping it real, we little, just wanted to keep it real a little bit without having to to see the beards that we were talking about. Uh, thank you for hanging in there. A little bit uh, more hair and makeup was being done real quick. Yeah, yeah, That's what happened. To, had to put a little bit of beard wax on. But anyways, <laughs> welcome guys. Um, but man, so uh, sorry if 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 there's man, we're having some major now we're lagging. Oh man. So we're hooked up, right? Like, yeah. What, what, what can you do? Super choppy. Whoa. Okay. We've never had these many. Well, we did in the first interview we had. So yeah, it's true. Hey, thank you for sticking with us. Hopefully things clear up over time. It's glitchy. All right. So I'm wondering, should we restart this episode? Will we lose you guys? Yeah, we will. Give me just a second. Let me see. I'm going to pull us off. All right. So, Hey, one thing we want you guys. And so think of a bolo you could share with us because, you know, we'd like to hear what you guys, what's been selling for you, what's been well, if you want. Now, there's some exceptions to that, right? No retail bolos that will kill the market. No hot items that we haven't talked about because we don't want to kill it. Okay, it's better. Wow, that's weird. So yeah. we're going direct line on our internet. Yeah. And then like we Wi-Fi. go Wi-Fi was stronger. Yeah, man. Sometimes Wi-Fi is the way to go. But, you know. So we just had to go back 20 years in time and it worked. Yeah. I mean, Wi-Fi is relatively new. I mean, actually plugging in is is an older technology. Yeah, but that's kind of... Uh, that's so weird. All right, anyways. Hey, let's say what's up to some people here on the chat. So let's see who's... Go- uh, let's see. Hey, Blackberry Thistle T, how are you? Uh, try Flippers. What's going on? You were first on the other video. Uh, the Kelly Hustle is here. Martha, how are you? Martha Walters. Area with Grace. Hey, thanks for joining us. Also saw you there with two Aussie thrifters. And I know two Aussie thrifters are here. I saw them in the Ooh-hoo. chat. Uh, that's going on, Rebecca. Goes well. We're flying here. Ken Daigle, how are you? Ayana reseller, East. I think that's Texas Flip Syndicate. That's a legit name. Like yeah. that's a like the meeting of the five resellers in Texas coming together for the East. Nice. East Texas Flip Syndicate. The Syndicate. Nice. It's just intense. So what's going on, Brian? The Oak Book Brook Picker. Man, I just messed that up. Hey, so by the way, if you have questions during this time, well, you know, we'll drop what we're doing and we'll answer those questions because this is a live. Our our whole goal is to interact with you guys. So yeah, exactly. So we're gonna we're, we've got a little bit of things to talk about. You know, as far as 
our typical you know news. And like Orlando was saying, if you missed it, uh, when we get to our bolo, we're going to be asking you guys for bolo. So be ready to chat in the in the chat and give us some super sweet bolos. Uh, and then we'll talk about them on the podcast and and hopefully we can learn something too, right? So that's kind of the the point of that. So, uh, but yeah. So, anyways, how are things going for you, Orlando? Well, it's good. I it's interesting because we finally had like garage sale season. Mm. Well, not season day. Uh, a day. <laughs> a day. And it may be the last day for a while. I, we don't know. So those of you that are in different parts of the country, right? In some areas, right? Things are locking down. Uh, and in California, it's kind of interesting. I thought we'd lock down more, right? Because that's kind of been the trend in our state. But our governor decided not to. But I already see some businesses like closing up shop again. Yeah, I honestly don't think it's going to impact um, garage sales so much unless unless things get significantly worse where the everyday person is seeing it uh, because we're seeing numbers going up. We're seeing that. And I mean, of course, we're not, you know, a medical podcast or a, a political podcast or anything like that. But I, I would say the vibe that I'm getting, the feeling I'm getting from at least the most of the people out on the streets that I talk to is that people are going back out. They're going back to restaurants. They're starting to go back to stores. And I think people are going to have a hard time moving backwards, right? Like I feel like there was there was restrictions and people were okay with it for a time. And then now things have been opening up. And I think the idea of pulling back again, uh, there's just enough people, especially people that... I mean, I went to so many garage sales and so many of them just kind of seem like, hey, you know, like it is what it is. People are wearing masks, but I think we're going to be... You know, I think we're going to see more and more people just kind of doing their thing. And I think garage sales are going to start slowly picking back up. All right. So I'll get back to the story real quick. Uh, but uh, hey, Purple Rube, ooh, what's going ooh, on? Ooh. John Carlson always reminding me that I need to stop doing GSP. He just sold a vintage pair of golf pants to the Netherlands. International first class. I mean, I'm telling you, Orlando, if, if, if nope. every time he hasn't convinced you yet, nope. like... It's fine. And I'm even making more do money doing GSP here? with the Super Chats. So that all works oh, out. And then, but thank you. Hey, what's up? So quick, ship quick. Thanks for joining us. Uh, you could be wrenches if you'd like during the time that you're here. Uh, hey, somebody had jokes in there. I think Brian, the Oak Brook uh, picker, was talking about wanting my Amazon store name. Yeah, that that's nothing. That's not a giveaway. And actually, I changed that store name probably once a month. Sometimes mm-hmm. during Q4, I'll change it on the daily because, uh, you know, People try to try to find out what you're getting out there. All right, let's go back to garage sales. So I wasn't going to go to garage sales, but you did. And you're going to share a little bit about that in a little bit. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So I didn't, I didn't think there was going to be garage sales. So I'm like, you know, I'm not even going to bother. And then uh, Mike vintage.games.plus, we know who he is, right? Yep. The homie from SD. Uh, you've met, I've never met him. Mike, I, no, I gotta, you haven't met him. I, no, I got to take him to lunch or something. Sometime. I've run into him like three times in the I wild. I've never run into him. So, so anyways, he, he DM me. He's like, hey, by the way, here's here's a here's a garage shot's going down. And the, it was great. The ad was all Harley stuff. And I shared this in the in the IG story. But what's great about Mike, I said, Mike, are you going to move on this? He's like, nah, I like things that plug in, right? Mm-hmm. Because all he sells is like consumer electronics, video games and stuff like that. And he does a great job. And I'm like, all right, cool, man. Like, I really respect that. And I always talk about, hey, share with other resellers what you're looking for. Not saying you share your hottest finds or hottest scores, mm-hmm. right? But it doesn't hurt to network, right? Because something that another person finds is not what they want to pick up. But if they know you, they're willing to share the info. And I've had, since we've had the podcast, a lot of people dropping, you know, DMs saying, hey, Rolando, check out this garage show. So I, go, I call them up. I hit them up on Facebook. And I don't, I haven't, I did. There's a lot more opportunity to do this now during the pandemic than there was pre-pandemic where people are willing to do garage sales early. Yeah. Yeah. So it was Friday, garage sales Saturday. I hit them up at three o'clock. 
I hit them up actually at noon. We met up at three o'clock. And the sad thing is the ad said Harley attire. And I'm thinking like, I came in like, I'm going to buy like a hundred pieces of Harley. I'm going to walk away with a bunch of stuff. And I showed up and uh, yeah, that wasn't, that wasn't the case, but it was still good. Why? Because I had the place all to myself. All right. Before we move on, do you have another super chat here? Boop, boop, boop. All right, so Chris Gatwood, thanks for the great podcast and YouTube lives. The interview with Tulsi Thurs was awesome, and the book reviews are great. Hey, oh, thanks thank so much, you. Chris. Always a real one, too. I mean, he's been on plenty of our on our shows and commenting, so we thank you, and we appreciate you. Thank you, Chris, so much. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Thank you so much, and uh, I'm glad you're appreciating the, uh, the book reviews. It's one of those things where... Uh, we get the least amount of interaction <laughs> typically on the book reviews and, and it takes quite a and bit views, of work. But our yeah. listeners are good. Yeah. No, well, I mean, they are, but they're still lower. And so it's one of those things where we know we're reaching a smaller audience. So it's not like, hey, like we're going to really be able to capitalize on these. But I think that it provides so much value to people. Um, if Especially because, you know, you're busy. You may not have time to read all the books. And if you are reading them, then you can get somebody else's perspective. And if you don't have the time to read, you could at least get, you know, our, our little two cents for whatever that's worth. And, and maybe we can help share some of that. So yeah, that's awesome. And I would say Rich Dad Poor Dad is one of the top three of our, I think, seven books that we've done. So yeah. I mean, that doesn't make it like top it's rank, good. but it's, it's a good yeah. book. It's a great book. All right. So I show up and I'm there and they're like, yeah, we have all this Harley stuff. Now you always got to be careful because when people say Harley stuff, you got to make sure it's Harley. And actually, I would say it was like 70% not Harley and 30% Harley. And it wasn't even apparel. Like they said they had jackets. They had no Harley jackets which was kind of disappointing. So they had a pair of chests, but my score was, and in the IG story, I was super conservative in my numbers, but they had these uh, seats for bikes, for like roadsters, Harley bikes. And at the moment when I looked at the comps, it was like 100 to 200. But after researching, I think I can sell one seat for like over 300 bucks, another for over 200, another one for close to 100. And I paid 350 for everything. Mm. So it was nice. So I just have to sell one seat and I'm going to be, I'm going to break even. So it was, <laughs> Kent Dago, we should throw that one out. That was a good pun. It was hardly, hardly stuff. Ha ha ha. So thank you, Kent. That, that was, that was, that was pretty legit. So anyways, we, we got a lot of, we got a lot of comedians in the, in the chat today. I appreciate that. So, uh, Hey Rebecca, uh, let me make sure I pronounce it. Did that look like an A or an O? My, my, my vision's failing me right now. I think it's an O. Ghost. Okay. Rebecca Ghost, thank you. Thanks for hey, appreciate you guys are awesome too. I mean, the reason Goss. we we <laughs> yeah maybe Goss. hey dollar ninety nine super chat. We are grateful. Yes, thank, thank you. you so much. So hey, this is what I'll say. So we always want to bring value. Is right now if there's a garage sale that you definitely believe that you know you can maybe contact ahead of time. A lot of people are more likely to do that because guess what? That means they have to be a less around less people the next yeah. day, right? I was actually going to ask you so that or the uh, the Harley one that you went to. Was it, if you're looking at your yard sale treasure map, was there like an 11 house, nine house? Yeah, that like, one. You went to that one. I went to that and I saw that Harley one and I was like, oh man, maybe this will be my chance to swoop up some Harley stuff. <laughs> I didn't know this guy went that day before. I Come did. You got to you gotta game uh. the system. But I'm telling you, those of you that follow us on Instagram, you've seen where I've gone to garage sale appointments and it's easier to score at those because, you know, you give them the option of like, hey, you can haggle with a bunch of people tomorrow or you can just haggle with me. I'm going to pay you a good price because I did pay up a little bit. If it was a garage sale, I would have lowballed even more. I probably would have walked away with everything for two, uh, not 200, like maybe 250 and I paid 350. But the fact that I could get all the inventory at one time and I slept in on Saturday. So 
I was good. okay with that. Yeah, that's good. All right. So I got more to share, but about how you t- tell us about the garage shows that you went to that I slept in on. Sure. Yeah. So this one's actually pretty good. It says, Bolo, go to the garage and check, uh, go to the house and check the curb the day after the yard sale. That is true. That does work that's sometimes. A, that's a good one. Nice um, McDonald's millionaire. Yeah. Especially when you hear, I mean, we've talked about that before, you know, sometimes I even heard one as I was leaving, uh, it was at, at like a neighborhood yard sale and one person, one neighbor walked to the other neighbor. How's it going over here? And as they're leaving, they're like, yeah, I might have to call up the Salvation Army or get a dump truck if uh, none of this stuff goes. And I'm thinking, oh, those are the best yeah, words you know, ever. Like, oh, here's where you can really score. Right. So, uh, yeah, that's a good point. So, yeah, I, I did go to garage sales. Uh, unfortunately, all the good Harley stuff at that house was gone <laughs> already. Um, I did clean everything out. Um, but it's one of those things like I, I don't know why I have this thing um, where I'm always early to things. I'm never I try not to ever be late. And, and typically I'm like, if I have an appointment for something, I, I want to make sure I'm there like 10 to 15 minutes early. I'm not so early like my in-laws, like if they've got an airplane ride, they'll get there like five hours early. And to me, that's too much. Uh, but like if I know like, OK, there's something going on, it takes me a half hour to get there. I'll make sure I could still get there. I'll leave 45 minutes early instead of a half hour just in case anything happens. And so I'm always an early bird. Um, and with garage sales, I'm thinking, okay, these garage sales start at seven. I'm going to try and get there like six 15. I ended up getting there like six 20 to these garage sales and there's already tons of people at them. And I'm like, I cannot, for whatever reason, get in my head. I get to a point where it's like too early almost becomes rude. Right. But you got to get over that. I know I have to get over that. I've got to be willing to go even earlier, um, which I'm up. I could get there earlier, but I've had too many awkward times where I go to somebody and they're like, we're still setting up. And to me, just with my introverted self, I don't like the conflict. And so I'm like, oh, sorry, you know, uh, but I need to get over that because I'm sure I missed a lot of things. But I was able to pick up some stuff that was uh, I was pretty good. And, you know, more than anything, it was just fun to be out again going to garage sales. Right. Like part of me was like, OK, like maybe some of my negotiation tactics are a little rusty or, you know, just the the, the trying to scan things and look at things quickly. Uh, and one of my favorite stories actually was just the very first one I went to, my most profitable item. And if you guys watched, I, I put a, a YouTube video up yesterday, last night after I went to garage sales. Uh, but I picked up these two boxes of Wi-Fi boosters. And this is the house where when I got there and I'm walking around, the guy that that's running it, and there's actually like a whole family running this because it's a pretty big garage sale. Um, they're talking to another one of their neighbors or another person. They're like, yeah, like we've already sold half of our stuff. People were here like two hours early and all the good stuff's gone. And I'm just like, man, what a bummer, right? And so I picked up a couple of board games from this house and I got them for a good price. Uh, but then as I'm leaving and I'm about ready to pay, I look down and there's a box and there's some stuff on top of what look like speakers, right? So I'm like, oh, okay, maybe I'll look at this. And as I'm walking to look at them, the guy's like, oh, those are a great price. You should pick those up. They're worth a ton of money. And that's always awkward when someone's standing over you telling you how much something's worth when it's like, I haven't even had a chance to like look this up yet. But I'm like, okay, cool, thanks. You know, and I'm looking it up. And sure enough, like these items are like Wi-Fi boosters. They're they're basically brand new. The guy got them. He's like, I ended up getting like a Google Nest or something instead. He said it was just easier for me. I, I didn't like the way this worked in my house. Um, so their Wi-Fi extender, like pole things, I'm not even exactly sure, but they sell for new, like around $300 and even use their selling for close to that. Nice. Yeah, right. their money. Yeah, so I saw several comps going at That's 275. A bolo right there. It is a bolo. And and so I'm super excited. I picked up both of those. I paid $5 each. So I paid $10 for two of them. And that alone, I mean, the very first house I went to is going to make me a ton of money. And I also picked up a, uh, a school chair there because I'm going to cut the I'm going to cut the legs off of it and mount a, a board to the bottom and use it as my go-kart chair. Because I'm working on the go kart. Oh, that's you know, right. The one that you're trying to flip up. Yep. Yep. Okay. So I mean, it's kind of cool that I was able to get a lot of things at this place. Um, but one thing, um, and I don't know, maybe I'll, I'll I'll use this as my random story and I'll just jump right into it. 
Um, and, and this is me being transparent because I, I've kind of taken a lot of like pride in the fact that I've improved so much on my negotiation skills, especially after reading Never Split the Difference. I'm, I think I'm getting better deals 99% of the time than I was before. Um, and I, I start this bundle. And if you watch that YouTube video I posted, there was a really cool mail truck, like a USPS mail truck, uh, like display, die cast, cool model. And the person had like four of them out. And at this house, there was a, a like a piece of paper like this, like on the uh, on all the stuff. And it said uh, prices reflect current eBay price listings. Uh, they're just suggestions. And at first I'm automatically like, oh my gosh, like this is going to be terrible, right? Like if they're already, you know, wanting eBay prices, but this actually worked in my benefit because they were willing to, to, to work down. They're like, yeah, I'm, I'm willing to take less. This is just, you know, kind of a good starting point for you to think about and me to think about. But what happened was the lady that was running this garage sale, she was using the price of um, the listed price, right? Not the sold price. Which, which, which kind of stunk some of the cases, but she actually messed up on the one that I bought because on all of the other ones, which I've actually was looking up the, the sold comps and they were selling for like 50 bucks. Um, th- she was asking for like a hundred, $150 for the, the other Whoa. three. One of them, she wanted a hundred. Another one, she wanted a hundred. One of them, she wanted 150. Now you could have, you could have scored those too. I, I mean, you went to sold. Well, I mean, yeah, if I would have showed her, but I mean, she wasn't really wanting to to move down on price on those, right? I still would have done it. Um, but the thing is, I didn't want to show her sold on the one that she was only charging. Oh yeah, yeah, 50 no, that's, for. True, that's true. That's true. She was charging that's fifty, and that one was selling for close to one hundred and fifty dollars, right? And so I'm like, get at least pick this one. So first, I put all four of them together. I'm like, hey, how much will you take for all four of these, right? And she gives me a crazy price. She's like two hundred and something, and I'm like, mm, no, like. How about, I don't want the one that you're trying to charge $150 for. What if I just do these three, right? And so I start doing the process of, okay, what if I remove one? And she came down a little bit, but not enough. And then finally I was like, look, I'm really just interested in this one, the one that was for $50. And I convinced her by having two of them together to bring them down to $40 each. Um, And so I was like, hey, even if I can get this one for 40, but I'm worried if I take it out, she's not going to you know, be willing to go down 10 bucks. And here's where I messed up. I got two in my head, like, hopefully she'll give me this one for 40. And so as soon as I'm like, okay, what if I just take this one? This is the one I'm most interested in. Will you take, and I said 40, and as I'm saying 40, I hear her start to say third, yeah, I'll take 40. And so I couldn't go back at that point. I couldn't have been like, oh man. So I don't know whether she was going to say 35 or if she was going to say 30. I don't know. I lost $10 on at up to $10 on that negotiation. Um, I still was able to talk her down. I think the process worked. I don't think she would have gone straight from 50 even to 40 on that one if you I didn't just let started that with that one. Silence ride. I didn't I didn't let it ride and part of it was it was my the last garage sale I was at for the day. I knew I was going to make money on it already and um, I'd already been negotiating for probably a good 5 to 10 minutes on this whole set and I just wanted like I just need to get this one I need to get out of here. Um, and you know, I messed up. And so uh, just, just a quick reminder that that even in those situations, be willing to be willing to to wait, have the awkward silence, and let them give you the number. And if they refuse to give you the number, which has happened, do the price range. That has been very, very effective for me. I've used it multiple times. Um, you know, given really low number, I was thinking anywhere from twenty to forty dollars, right? And then as soon as you say that, they're like, 
well, I am taking 20, I'll take 40, right? And 40 might've been the number you were hoping for. So only do that if they won't give you a starting number. Uh, but you know, that is an efficient thing you could do if you need to. So MB has a, has a comment on there. Uh, he says, uh, why put a time if people show up so early anyway, so hard to set up when people show up too yeah. early. And you know what? It's interesting because people message us all the time. And in San Diego, it, to me, it's probably the most intense garage sales I, I know in the country. Maybe others do, but Ours here start at seven, which means if it starts at seven, you need to be there. I, I say at the latest six forty-five. Mm. Most people, especially if it's like let's say on the ad it says Legos or it says Harley or it says something that people want, they will be there before six a.m. If there are community sales, and I've shared this in other podcasts, there are people that will sleep in the car the night before in the neighborhood. That's how intense it is here, right? That's I mean, no joke. It, it's no joke here. So that's how it is here. Uh, somebody else had mentioned there's some, there was a mention here, something I thought that was super important. Um, but be, be aware, I think it's right there. Uh, I'm trying to find it. No, somebody go down a little bit. No, oh, anyways, hey, Dustin, I uh, appreciate the, the, the support. It says, hey, guys, really appreciate the content you put out. I listen to you on my commute to and from work, and it's nice, right? That people are driving, so they listen to our podcast more. And uh, I started reselling last year and finding you guys in the beginning helped out a ton. Well, hey, we're all learning, so really appreciate the, the shout out. But there. my favorite comment so far today is Kway Shop saying she was gonna say 39. You're probably right. I only oh, lost a dollar. Yes. I just considered a dollar tip, you know. Wayne just coming clutch there yeah. with the, with making Mike feel better. Just thirty nine was probably what. Do you want to feel be. better? You want to feel better? I got a, another it was, story. Thirty nine ninety nine was probably what, what she was actually going to say. But so. I do have Thank a I, I do have a offer I have to accept right now that I'm, this is going to heal my wounds. Do you guys remember the old school Ben Davis from the nineties, like Snoop Dogg Ward in his Dre Day video shirt? Do you know what I'm talking about? No. The old the gang. So I just sold one for forty bucks and I paid five dollars for it. Nice. 90s gear 90s 90s gears here's i'll share the bolo will this show up on the camera sure so i don't know if you guys can see that right there so that just sold so, uh you're not talking in the mic though so that just sold uh and they just paid so i'll take that so anyways hey 90s gear still hot even even the gangster gear uh is still selling well so anyways those of you that know ben davis you know what i'm talking about so uh, I don't know about Fubu may sell. I don't know. So cross colors is hot too. All right. Hey, uh, so I want to make Mike feel better because his loss be nice. was not as big as my loss. Ooh, let's hear it. This, this was brutal. All right. Nothing makes you feel better than hearing other people's yes, failures. That's what we're about. Looking down on people failing to make us feel better. So somebody said, I'll sleep with that gangster gear. Uh, thanks, Lindy. You know what? You're right. Like in the 90s when I grew up, I don't want to confess this. I used to wear the ducky. The ducky. <laughs> I used to wear duckies and Chuck Taylors. I had a certain stage in my life where I wore stuff like that. And it wasn't cheap. It, it, was, it was like Ben Davis was expensive. Like all that gear was money. So, but that's for another time. Um, all right. So uh, make, making Mike feel better. All right. So I decided to go to the store that shall not be named. That's local to us. Right. And it was the first time in three months. So I'm so pumped to go. I'm, I'm more pumped about having an IG story because I wanted to share the experience. And that was my fail. Love everyone. But sometimes social media gets in your way. And so I go, you know, and I'm doing my IG story and I'm inside and I picked up some nice Hawaiian shirts. I picked up some shoes, you know, uh, my major score. And I'll show this in the IG story tonight was a heater that I'm going to flip and make like $100 net on it. Uh, once winter hits or maybe earlier, depending if it goes international. 
But while I'm in the while I'm in the store that shall not be named, I'm like looking around, and I I, I look outside and I see something that is like American picker status. Right. So if you ever watch American Pickers, one of the things that they find like in the middle of a barn, like all rusty and all messed up are pedal cars. Now, I've only seen pedal cars live maybe three times in my entire life. This was number three. So I love that the reseller collab tells us great audio and quality. Hey, thanks so much, Aaron, uh, from Road to Resale. Now, if you caught the beginning of the podcast, you wouldn't be saying the same, but I'm glad things are well now. So appreciate that. Um, so I'm in there and I see this pedal car now. At this store, they only allow 50% of the normal people inside. So there's actually people waiting outside in line. So I see the pedal car and I start going outside. I'm like, I'm going to snatch this up. And then the store that shall not be named employee goes, yeah, that's already taken. I'm like, what? What do you mean it's already taken? She's like, yeah, this lady right here. I'm like, oh, she's not waiting in line to get inside the store. She's like, no, she's not waiting in line. I'm like, oh, all right. Well, so I'm like. Did I miss this? Like when I walked into the store, did I miss this pedal car? So, you know, I'm doing my IG story and you guys will catch this tonight when I post it and I look at my video and you know, this felt like it was from a movie, you know, in the movie, how like people see things in reflections mm. or like police are always trying to find out suspects or whatever. So I look at the shots I had of the glass door and in the glass door, I see the pedal car. So while I was distracted shooting the IG story, I walked right by the pedal car. Now this pedal car was a nice fire engine, like old school, like had the nice patina on it and they were only selling it for $34.99. Now flipping it like rusted with everything probably would flip for like a hundred, 150. And, and to be real, it it would be a major hassle to ship. Mm. Like, cause it's a big pedal car. Like, you know, and you'd have to take care of it. Probably would go local with it. I wouldn't go. I should, more eyes on it. You get more money on it. So I, that's what I'm learning. I mean, some people might disagree with me, uh, but I find that local, you're, yeah, and it's a give or take, right? What do you want to deal with? I like local. I like local when you can, uh, just because it's it's just a cash deal, no fees, you know. No, no, bing, that's bang, true. Boom. It's nice. So I, I feel, man, I, I just looked and I'm like, I just miss this. And me, like, I'm just, I, I was just heartbroken. Like, seriously, this is the first time in a long time where I keep rethinking of how I messed up on a, re- on, on a sourcing trip. Like, that's, this, this has not happened to me in years. You know that where you keep reliving that moment? Yeah, but you just got to think about it like this. $100, like... But, but here's why. Here's why. I would have kept it for myself. Mm. It wouldn't have been a resale thing. It was so cool. Like, I wouldn't have touched it up. Because, and here's... I was... I actually like went to the lady after she bought it and she put it in her car. I'm like, can I just look at it one last time? Like that, it was really pathetic. So imagine that like an awkward guy walking up and like, Hey, can I see that thing in your car really quick? Well, no, how would you feel? Well, she was really nice about it. And so she, you know, she goes, yeah. So how much do you think this is worth? I'm like, are you seeing daggers in me? So, and honestly it's worth probably if it's fully restored five to 700 bucks. Uh, to restore it would probably be three hundred dollars, right? So you'd probably have about three hundred forty to flip it for seven hundred. You still make two hundred dollars net profit. To me, it's more of a piece I would have kept. It would have been it would have been like Freddie Funko, who mm. he would have we would have hung the pedal car right here. Yeah, I'm kind of thinking about that even with my pachinko machine over there. Once I get that thing restored and up and running, uh, the lights and the sound going, yeah, that might be fun just to have on the wall and. 
See, and, and so anyways, but if you guys listen to me long enough, like one of my dreams is to be one of those guys at the American Pickers show up now. And I just have a bunch of property of a bunch of stuff like, oh, yeah, I picked that up back in 2020. His dream is to become a hoarder. I went to the store that shall not it's be not named and there's this metal car. And, and uh, yeah, so that didn't happen. And um, yeah, I, I'm still I am so heartbroken. I have not felt this much heartbreak or uh, a thrifted miss mm. in a long time. So I hope do you feel better? Um, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't get any satisfaction from your pain. Okay. That's um, good just, to know. I just hope that, you know, you don't feel too bad about it because you know, it, it wasn't, it was, I guess it was a thrifted miss for you, but it wasn't like a lost profit. It wasn't like you, you had like something you bought $10 you could sell it for a thousand and you dropped it and it shattered, right? Like that. Yeah, no, no, it wasn't, it wasn't a huge loss. It just, it was just cool. It was just, just cool. That's- yeah. And I guess part of the reason you feel so bad about it is, um, you know, you, you recognize you missed it because you were distracted, right? It wasn't, it wasn't, you can't shift the blame anywhere. And a lot of times it feels better when you can shift blame, when you can say like, oh, you know, whatever, somebody else saw it or they wouldn't take my price or whatever the situation is. But when, when it's all on you, you know, it, it feels a little bit worse. Um, so yeah, I could yeah, see. I don't know if I'm feeling better yet. <laughs> so, but, but no, but I, that's very true. But you're right. You're right. I mean, in the long run, was it a lot? No. I mean, I, and I'll always run into a pedal car. The, the time will come. You know what I mean? I do plan on when things settle down to actually do some road tripping in the Midwest, like, like straight up, like American picker status, like yeah. showing up with the flyer. When you need to borrow the uh, the trailer, let me know. I will. I will. It'll be sweet. So, hey, let us know if you have any questions while we're doing this is an update episode on the podcast. But hey, since we're live, we'd love to hear from you guys. Are yeah. any random stories you'd like to share before we move forward? Uh, I feel like I kind of did with the uh, with the the failure in negotiation. I feel like that was bad. The other one that I, I if you watch the video, um, this is the one that was kind of crushing for me. Uh, there was uh, it was called like a Baxter. Um, something sealer dialectical. I don't know what it was. Some it, I'm assuming it's some kind of medical equipment, which again, I know like there's, there's risk in selling medical equipment. Uh, but you, you can, I feel like if it's not like a life threatening thing and it's a piece of equipment, people can sell it as for whatever collectible or whatever. It was an old piece and it was in this box and this cool metal container. And I could see the label and the label is sticking up with a $10 price tag. And I look up the, the item Right. And I'm like, oh my goodness. Like they're they're these selling for like 300, 500. There's one that looks similar to like this this case with this name on it and it's selling for like a thousand and have sold, like there's sold listings for that. And so I'm like, ten dollars. This is like the, the find of the century, right? I'm so excited about this find. And I'm like trying to open it and it says like top on it. And like I couldn't open it where it said top because I could tell stuff was gonna fall out. So I flipped it to the side that didn't say top on it and I opened it and it was just like miscellaneous like random stuff in somebody's garage, like some tools, a tape measure, some screws. And I'm just like, are you kidding me right now? Like that was one of those things where like, I got my hopes up. Like I've got this. I've been there. Yeah. Oh, and it was tough, you know, cause you walk away and you're like, man, that could have been something. And I think that's the other thing too. So even going back to like, okay, you can, it's easy when you can kind of shift blame. And sometimes you realize the blame's on you. And a lot of times it's a mindset thing, right? Like, so the blame that I can take on that is, you know, the old, saying of, you know, don't count your chickens before they hatch. And it's so easy in life. And I guess my quote of the week, right? It's been a while, but um, it's so easy to kind of get to a place where you just, you think in your mind that you've already made profit and you haven't made the profit yet. You've already counting the profit and it's dangerous to do that. And so 
you've got to you've got to control yourself and i think that even helps in negotiations right because sometimes even like i've i've noticed a lot on like facebook marketplace or offer up that you can get in your mind if i can get this at this price i'm going to be able to make this much money and then when you're unable to successfully negotiate the price you need you almost take it a little more personally right as opposed to if you're just like win this or lose this, I'm just going to do the best I can. And I'm not going to count the money in my bank account and imagine what I'm going to spend it on yet. You know, no, yeah, yeah, you, you got to change your mindset on that. I right, real quick. I, I think your son, your son said good night. Oh, so we, we don't want to miss that. Good so. night, Judah. All right. Hey, so quick, quick, quick has a great idea. So I'm sure this is Hugo. Hugo, you, you could travel with me too. They said add tacos across America to the Pure Hustle podcast segments. I think that'd be great. Mm, that'd so, be yeah, it's right there. Just throw it up there. So, Boom. yeah, great idea. Great idea. All right. Hey, before we move on, I, I, I got a couple other things. But, hey, so drop me that Insta story tonight on Instagram. If you're not following us on Instagram, we are Pure Soul Podcast on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. And, uh, yeah, we're getting more of a following and traction on TikTok. So thank you guys that come over from TikTok. Yeah. Uh, and uh, also on Twitter, we are Pure Soul Cast. And if you're listening to the podcast and you haven't caught this live, you can catch it by going to Pure Soul Podcast on YouTube. Hit that like and subscribe. Bing. And notification. The bell notification. Yeah. And you could always give us a call, 619-738-1170, 619-738-1170, and shoot us an email at purasapodcast at gmail.com. And again, thank you for the reviews. And by the way, we also have uh, shirts for sale. Uh, we're, we're almost at break even on the shirts, so, oh, that's so, so, we're, so we're getting there. Yeah. Um, so uh, just a couple of things really quick. Um, one, I just want to say one more time. Good night, Judah. Daddy loves you. Sleep good. Be good for mommy. Um, and then the other thing is with the hit the like and subscribe buttons, uh, when you're on live, sometimes the live chat's going on and I can't remember exactly how you do it, but you kind of have to turn the live chat off to actually hit the, the thumbs up button and, and to hit the subscribe. When you hit the subscribe, be sure to hit the notification button because that's how you're going to get notified. Uh, and then once you do that, you can hit the little button that brings the live chat back up. Uh, because yeah, this is a good time to do it while you're here and listening. Otherwise you'll forget and, uh, you might miss a live or, you know, uh, not not get a chance to hit that thumbs up button, which, you know, helps us feel good. There so, you go. Thank you. All right. So, hey, real quick, wanted to talk about my frustration. I have an eBay frustration. So I've talked about this a lot. So whenever I travel, I always change the handling time. I know many of you that are on the chat and are listening, you do that too. But you always notice, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but I always get updated with errors. Always, like without a doubt, anytime I change my handling time, it's never perfect. There's always like straggling, like 12, 13 listings that somehow don't get switched over. And some of that is because I sent an offer like before I left. And so unless you choose not to send the offers for like five days or not have, accept the best offer, like you're always going to have those stragglers that don't switch over because they're locked in under that send offer. Mm. So changed all my handling time and I had, I got knocked while I was in Wisconsin eight items got late like shipment metrics. And I was so super frustrated, right? Because I mean, eight, you know, depending on your volume, eight doesn't bother me. Like I'm still good to be top rated seller, but I just, you know, it's a principle of the matter. So I always have to call eBay after a trip and call and let them know, Hey, by the way, there was a glitch. Things didn't change. And I really would like this to get removed. Now, I don't know who this customer service person was. And, you know, no, 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 I got nothing against them, but, you know, this was concierge. I was expecting, you know, a little better <laughs> kindness, but I call and the dude's like in the middle of a conversation. He's like, oh, hey, what's up? And I'm like, um, is this eBay? Like, hi. And uh, he's like, how can I help you? And I'm like, well, you know, there's a glitch and usually this gets resolved after my trip. I just like to have these removed. 
And the guy's like, nah, sorry, we can't, we can't do that. I'm like, no, you can, you're eBay. Like you, you, you are the platform that did this. Like you can change it. It's like, no, like, I'm sorry. It's like, it, it, we aren't, aren't able to. I'm like, what? And then he's like, well, let me check. And though, so while he's checking, instead of putting me on hold, he's humming a song along the da, 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 da. I'm like, dude, that's awesome. what are you doing? Like, I want to hear the eBay hold music. We all know how that sounds, right? No, it's so much better when you got it's a kind person. Of yeah, no, no. But when the guy already was like, kind of like brushing me off when I called, like, you know, I, my ego got in the way. And so I was getting a little bit hot, you know, about what's going on here. And then he's like, he's like, nope, we can't change it. I'm like, listen, this was your glitch, your problem, yours to resolve. And and then the guy's like, nope, can't resolve it. Now, Wayne Kway Shop, great point. You said call the manager. You know what? I I didn't. I I, I just was like, Orlando's afraid of being called a Karen. If you no no that. no I, no, I'm I'm good with it. Like I'm a, I want things resolved at at the lowest end just because. I just, it was an ego. It was an ego thing. Like I was like, I was going to win. So I'm like, forget this. I hung up and I try to call back. And then it said, let eBay call you 25 minute wait time, like 25 minutes. I'm like, whatever. Never got the call back. Right. They never call me. I don't know what happened. Maybe, maybe something in the notes happened. Cause the guy did say, well, I'll put some notes on there. I'm like, notes don't change anything. Like it doesn't like just remove them. So then, so today I go on there, everything's fixed. I'm like, what, what, like what happened now? I have two, uh, two theories. One theory is that a supervisor or somebody recognized what was going on in the notes and they fixed it. My other theory is cause we're in pandemic mode still, right? eBay said they wouldn't uh, hit you up on metrics for late shipments or things not getting scanned. And <laughs> Devin has a special music file for Orlando. Oh, man. Yeah. We gotta be careful there, man. We don't want to get crushed, but we're not going to go down that road. We already talked about that. Um, but uh, yeah, so I think because of COVID, I think they are going to remove those if that does happen to you. Now, I think part of it, too, is they have to see eBay's done a great job of recognizing sellers that have consistent good metrics, right? Because I've even mentioned before where I made the argument of like, hey, listen, I have 100% feedback. I've never had an issue with anybody. I've never had, you know, any problems. Do you guys, are you guys ever willing to work with me on something that I messed up on and I've been outright that I messed up on? They're like, yeah, okay. Right? So I appreciate that from eBay. I'm just not sure what happened. So anyways, be aware. Like if you have a situation, there's two ways to resolve it. One is you can call the manager and sometimes that works. Two, eBay, I think still runs like it all depends on who you call. Right. I mean, I had the same situation the other day. I was trying to switch cell phone companies and the one person wasn't willing to work a deal. I hung up the phone, called again, got somebody else and they were willing to work a deal. Same, same deal. Same deal. So there you go. That right. works. I got one. I got one more. You got something else you want to share though? Oh, geez. All right. Go. Keep, keep no, going. No, go, 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 go. I, don't, I, don't, I don't have anything else. Oh, somebody said, hey, great, great call, Melissa. Um, Melissa says, but you can contact them at eBay for business. They helped me today with an issue and saw that pretty quick. You are correct. They are really fast. Like within hours, they will get back to you. And it's kind of nice because it's like doing the chat, but it's different because if it's on your phone, like you just got to wait for Messenger to hit you back. So that's a great call, Melissa. We wanted to take a quick moment to thank our sponsors for this episode. Hey, everyone. Ever found yourself too busy to list? or wanting to scale and not knowing how? Well, we've partnered with a great service called Sellhound. 
They will help you do much of the heavy lifting and can benefit your business in many ways. Sign up for listing services with Sawhound and receive 25% off your first purchase or 25% off your first month of a Sawhound monthly subscription. You can do this by using our promo code, all in caps, Pure Hustle 25. That's the numbers, 25. By the way, everyone gets three free listings to try out before any purchases. Just go to sawhound.com and subscribe using our promo code, Pure Hustle 25. So Orlando and I are always looking out for tools and programs that can be used in our own reselling to help improve our sales uh, and things that we can share with the community in order to help others. Uh, And we've been lucky enough to partner with two companies here at the same time uh, that we think do just that. So it's kind of interesting because both of these companies are competition. So, uh, you know, but this is a good thing that we're advertising both, I feel, because we are really, really big on letting you make decisions and not saying like, this is the way you should do things because you know, you know, what's best for your model of selling and what you need to be doing. Uh, so we've been able to partner with list perfectly and Vindu. And both of these are programs that can be used to cross list postings on multiple platforms. This is great because we always talk about the importance of being on multiple platforms and not putting all of your eggs into one basket. But one of the barriers to that is the time issue. And the nice thing with List Perfectly and Vindu is it allows you to make one listing that then gets cross-posted to multiple platforms. So you're not having to post things multiple places and spend that time. And in this case, that time saved is money you're making. So both of these companies have a special offer for our listeners if you were to sign up. Um, you need to sign up using the affiliate links that we have in our descriptions or show descriptions in order to get the uh, promotional codes. Uh, so first of all is List Perfectly. They're giving 30% off your first month, which is amazing. And they've got some incredible things that they they offer. So uh, for instance, your postings go to eBay, they go to Mercari, Depop, Grail, Etsy, Poshmark. There's just so many. You got to check it out. There's almost too many to list here. Um, and so if you sign up, you get 30% off, but you have to use our... our link and then use the code LP30. And then the other one is Vindu. Vindu is very similar. Uh, You're going to get 25% off your first month if you use our affiliate link. You don't have to use a promo code. Just click on the link in the description. Uh, And your your listings are going to go to eBay. They're going to go to Etsy. They're going to go to Poshmark. They're going to go to Mercari. So this is just a great opportunity for you to save some time, get on multiple platforms, and maybe make some more money. All right. So story time. Quick. So a lot of you that follow us on Instagram saw that Rain Spooner shirt. I don't know if you caught this, but I sold the Rain Spooner shirt for $30. I don't sell Rain Spooner shirts for $30. All my Rain Spooners I sell at the least for $35, but on average for $50 bucks plus. So I had this guy. Let, let's call him Dylan. There's no offense to any Dylan. So Dylan messages me. <laughs> And he's like, this shirt was messed up. And a lot of you that follow us on IG already know what I'm talking about. This shirt's messed up. It's frayed, blah, blah, blah. I want a partial refund. And what do we do in those situations? You know, remember, Mike? Yeah, you just, uh, yep, we'll gladly refund the whole purchase. Go ahead and send it back. Yep. And that's exactly what I did. And the guy didn't say anything. He did send it back. I got it back. And sure enough, it was pristine. Sure, I, I thought I messed up. Like, there's part of me, but I learned a long time ago that people can lie and you can actually like they can people lie really well. Like I never believed that until I did loss prevention and I had like some of the kindest, nicest people be like pathological liars in my face. But I still sometimes I'm too trusting. See, I do trust people, right? And those of you follow the podcast know I have trust issues. And so 
I was really annoyed. Well, see, the problem is you trust the people who are lying, which causes you not to trust people. <laughs> so I'm codependent, is what you're saying. You just need to you just need to <laughs> learn to stop trusting liars. There you go. And so, so I got the shirt, and you know, I was telling everybody on IG, like, this is how you handle it. You get the shirt back, and you realize that you're gonna sell it for more money. Guess what? Within a day, I sold it for 54 bucks. Right? Good ending to the story, right? So, lesson learned, right? People are upset. Don't get hot about it. Just play it smooth. Hey, I'm sorry. The item did not meet your expectations. You're welcome to send it back for a refund. Here's the link. Get it back. Relist it. Maybe price it higher if you want. Because I do that sometimes to recoup my shipping loss if I have to pay for, you know, money for shipping for them to ship it back. And uh, it was all good. So $54 and went to a nice home. Somebody that will actually appreciate it. Because I always say people that are willing to pay top dollar appreciate what you have. People that are lowballing. They're just going to cause you problems. That's pretty much most of the time. And that's why I don't like selling cheaper items, but I do to trigger that algorithm. Yeah, I'm sure that's what people think too when we go and we ha we haggle for the lowest prices at garage sales. Oh, they don't like us. I mean, who does? Who? who, who? I mean, I remember when I did rummage sales and I, I was looking for top dollar and I couldn't stand the people that were like offering me like really dollar. So I get it. I've been on both sides. So it is what it is. It's what it is. All right. So anyways, hopefully that helps some of you, encourages you that, hey, returns can still work out in the long run yeah all right we got any, any questions we have any questions here in the chat do you see any anybody oh we got a super chat coming oh, in oh, from oh. martha walters longtime listener says love the book reviews and appreciate all the great content so yeah, you've been a huge supporter of ours martha so really really appreciate it uh and glad that we can uh help when we can Oh, that's awesome. It's great to see Brad and Jazz back in the chat to Aussie Thrifters. Uh, by the way, if you haven't checked our interview with them, go to their channel. It was a great time. And there's a story that I share on there that I haven't shared on our podcast. It's a pretty intense story. It was, it was pretty gnarly. We're yeah. probably going to go back to I'm that a little, story I'm again. a little afraid of Orlando now. I want to, you know, don't ever get on his bad side. It was pretty intense. All right. Are we, are we ready for the, our next segment? Yeah. So uh, our next segment is, of course, everybody's favorite segment. Breaking news coming your way. Things are intense out there at the garage sales in Orlando, chasing people down at uh, at uh, ATM machines, and you never know what's going to happen. What's happening, Orlando? First of all, I want people to notice I, I'm I'm sustaining things because I'm using my kids' elementary school paper to print our notes for our episode on. Nice so sustainability is key. All right. Anyways, hey, so let's talk about eBay stock. All right. Do you remember a month ago you asked me like, hey, like I had mentioned like eBay stock is going up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Did you invest on eBay, in eBay at all? No, I, I typically invest in in companies that have higher dividend uh, returns. Uh, um, so it's not that I'm, I would be against uh, investing in eBay. I just don't think eBay has, uh, has the same amount of dividend yields that I look for when I invest. Uh, so just a personal preference. Uh, but yeah, I mean, definitely the stocks have increased recently. I think I sent you a couple articles, didn't I? Or no? I don't think on, I, on the eBay stocks. Okay. So yeah. So I mean, they, they're they definitely going up, um, but you know, you never know what can happen. And the other thing too, I, one thing that uh, a lot of times I think people, when it comes to stocks, we're not obviously a, a stock. Well, I, I'm tying it into reselling. But no, I'm sure you will. But I was just going to say like a lot of times people will assume like, hey, one stock is worth $100. Another stock is worth $50. The $100 stock is a better company. And that's not how stocks work. It depends on how many how many shares they have available on the market, uh, how much of the piece of the company that actually ends up being. So uh, price increase. I mean, when you're looking at long term, you know, it, it really varies. So there's a lot of things like price per share, earnings per share, all of those things matter. 
Uh, but but we've definitely seen an increase, especially uh, during this recent COVID time in, in eBay sales, which has been great for the company. Yeah. So I got into eBay. I'm trying to remember exactly. It was around like 27, 28 bucks at the beginning of the pandemic. And now we're at 50. Right. And it's been nice. Like I, I've, you know, and, and there were a lot of resellers that I've been talking to behind the scenes saying, Hey, we really think now Amazon obviously going to go up. Amazon just got evaluated that they're going to hit their target price at 3,400 by the end of the year. Right. And I think right now they're at 29, I think they dipped a little bit the last few days. Uh, but I'm not a big baller to have full eBay share. I mean, Amazon shares. So, but you know, maybe eBay has a potential to get in there. Now I say all this because it's tied into the performance of eBay, right? And we've all noticed, right? And so it's been encouraging how eBay keeps moving forward. And so uh, there is this report from Barron's and Barron is, uh, the title is eBay stock is defined Friday's market sell-off, right? Because a lot of people, were, so I, I sold, I sold all my airline stocks on Friday because I, I see things, I bought some, like I bought some airline stocks, at, like, I don't know, it was like 25% of its value. It was pretty cheap. And I, I made some decent profit. And now I sold it all off because I don't know where things are going to go. But what they're saying is they're expecting it to go higher. Now, there's two. I'm going to read the Motley Fool. Motley Fool is anti-eBay sucks, like always. Like anytime I read Motley Fool, they're always like, eBay is not going to do well. Amazon's going to do well. It's always the case. But this is what was interesting about the story. So the story says eBay stock is defined Friday's market sell-off for reasons that can head even higher. Now, I like what they had here. So. This is from a, I'm trying to look, analyst Kunal uh, Mad Ukar. Uh, and they, this is from the Deutsche Bank. And so they upgraded eBay stock. And they said that in their research shows that new buyers to eBay have had a positive experience with some 40% saying they're very likely to make another purchase in the next six months with another 20% somewhat likely to do so. Secondly, he argues that the current consensus earnings estimates for the stock are too low as they don't account for much, if any, growth in the second half of the year and the little retention of customers it attracted during the pandemic. And then this is the last part. Um, Thirty believes that the investors haven't yet realized the full value of its payments business and the upside to the, to the division, da-da-da. So it gets into some technical stock stuff. So this is what I'll say. Everything, everything is, it's, it's very much likely saying that we're going to be able to hold on to a lot of these buyers. Now, let me read the other side. I want to hear Mike's, Mike's analysis, like Mike's a pundit here yeah. uh, talking about stocks and reselling. So Motley Fool said, forget eBay. Amazon will be the long-term winner from lockdown orders. Right. And so they said, you know, Mike, Mike and I had talked about the rising tide lifts all ships or the strong gets stronger, right? So they're arguing that it's, yeah, the rising tide, right? Because we are increasing e-commerce 18% right now in comparison to last year. So that's good. But they're saying that Amazon is going to be the number one, which has been the case. And Walmart has now gone to number two. And their argument they're making, some of it is that speed matters. Now, I think that's true. Like Amazon Prime is a major takeaway, right? That, that, you can't compete with it, but we all know on the ground that eBay has been scoring because Amazon at times failed these last two months in bringing that quick, right? Uh, delivery, right. It yeah. just hasn't been happening. So I don't, I don't think that's going to have, I, I don't think that's going to have a huge impact on, on people going back to Amazon. I think as things start to go back to normal, as they start to see their life going back to normal or businesses opening back up, 
Amazon shipment going back to normal and having things back in stock, people are going to return to Amazon. Like Amazon is the name. I do think that eBay is going to pick up new buyers, which is amazing. I think they'll probably pick up some new sellers. I don't think that's going to hurt um, eBay at all. I think eBay is going to walk out of this hopefully better off, which is a great thing. But again, even going back to that idea of what stock to buy. Now, again, we're not, you know, that's not the whole point of this section is to say like, hey, buy this stock or this stock. We're saying like, hey, this is a reflection of a potentially impacts of or things that could impact you know reselling in general how many how many new consumers are coming to the platform and things like that but just to look at long term right we could say okay there's been an increase ebay's stock have gone up and maybe some people thought it would would during the sellout would go down Uh, over the last year year over year though or this last year ebay had a 29 percent increase in its stock value uh, whereas amazon had a 41 percent right so again if you're looking at which company is in the long term, going to continue growing and becoming bigger. Well, eBay had a sixty-five percent growth. Not, not in, not in a one-year time frame. Oh, in the one year, yeah, you're right. You're yeah, right. so in a one year, so yeah, so like if you if you're if you're counting in that big dip that happened uh, during the middle of March, uh, but if you were to do the same thing for Amazon, you're probably going to notice you know a similar thing. They had a thirty-nine percent increase um, there. So you know it's the smaller companies tend to be a little bit more volatile as far as ups and downs. Um, big companies. So I, again, I just think I think eBay is in a good place. I, I hope it changes and makes some changes that's going to continue to capture younger uh, younger people, people who are in their eight, 18, 19, 25 years old right now. I hope we can get them over onto eBay because right now Amazon has got that market down. But you know lock. what? The stats are showing that there's going to be an increase, a 12% increase in individuals that are over 60 on eBay. So to me, that 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 screens potential, right, to, for higher price items, yeah, right, with people that have more capital to spend and more to buy. So I don't know. I I to me, so I bought more shares, more stocks on Friday for eBay, just because I I do believe, I think I think eBay is being underestimated right now. I do now Walmart because Walmart Walmart is splitting the marketplace. We'll be splitting the marketplace with Amazon here soon. Right now. I think here, let me see. Ayana reseller said, uh, hey, what's going on, by the way? The quality of my last two Walmart shipments have been awful. Most items damaged and open. And so that's the other thing. We've had some people that have said, hey, you know, Amazon uh, tracking has been great. Like we, they've been able to ship one day. They've been just like Amazon. But what we know about Walmart, right? Walmart isn't known for its quality, Walmart is known for getting those items you need at a lower price, right? Amazon is kind of like you can get in between, you have your options. And then eBay, eBay has been known as a place where you can always get that deal and you can find the quality seller. So we'll see what happens. I do, I do see that, uh, you know, there's a great point here that Blackberry Thistle Tea made. Bad sellers can leave a bad taste to buyers on eBay. Bad sellers love, people love Amazon for great customer service. And there's that, that, there's that case in point too, because right now it's, it's super instrumental. And I've been saying this since beginning of the pandemic is that as eBay sellers, like we're on top of our game, right? If everybody can be on top of their game and yes, there's going to be scammers and there's going to be lazy people and there's going to be new sellers that are just going to go in and just try to, you know, get that quick buck and not worry about customer service. But as a whole, as we, if we can build eBay up, we're going to be in a way better place. Uh, and I think Q4 is going to, going to, you know, show us all this. Uh, let me see. <laughs> Kway Shop Wayne also said, Walmart throws, you want to throw that up real quick? Walmart throws a whole order in one box. It doesn't matter what it is. We get them at the post office and they arrive to us damaged. All right. So, 
I don't know. We will we'll see what happens. Yeah. So they've got they've got some growing to do. Uh, I mean, I'm sure Walmart will do fine. But but again, I mean, Amazon Amazon is the 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 monolith. It's the big uh, you know it's the big company in the in that sphere. And so you know, again, not trying to say where how you should invest or anything like that, but to think. It, we can look at this data and say it's good that we see eBay moving forward. Um, we see some some positive things happening on eBay. Again, I just really, really hope that eBay does what it can to get the younger generation because if not, uh, then it's going to be those of us who are pivoting as new platforms come out that are going to strike it rich when you know those platforms take off. And like you I know, mentioned I want before, eBay we don't to know do, which one. I want eBay to do some real research on that because I, I, I don't know if I believe it. I, I don't know if I believe it. Like I, I've, I've always pushed back on you on this one. Like, I think, I think anecdotally you might, you can make the argument depending what on argument, the argument that like eBay is losing the younger, like the younger audience to buy stuff. Like I, I don't, I, I want eBay to come out with raw numbers. If eBay comes out with research and data, I think it would help all of us. Do you know what I mean? Cause I mean, if you look at, I, I saw all the time to uh, to under 30 under 20 i saw you know we saw video games we saw gear we saw i mean yeah depop and poshmark have a share of the marketplace but how much do they really have in comparison to ebay and i, I don't know that's what i'd like to know like I, you know if they could do something i don't know legally if they could do that or maybe have a survey after the fact like what's your age range that would be great for us to know then we could really know okay when we source what are the demographics what are we looking for how helpful would that be cuz i think right now you know, I don't know. I don't know. I, I still, the majority of the stuff I sell, it sells to an older audience, I think, but it, they end up having, the problems I end up having are like <laughs> the person that, that is, that is younger and that wants that pair of Jordans, but they want that tweet deal and they don't want to pay top dollar where the, you know, the guy that's my age that grew up in the nineties and wants that, you know, Jordan one, like they're going to pay top dollar for it. Yeah. And again, I think that's fine for right now. I think what I'm saying though, is we're looking at long-term, right? So um, if you're planning on reselling in the next 10, 20 years, then that whole demographic changes, right? Who has the money changes. And if a new platform has come around that has caught the the 20 year olds now, then when they get to their forties and they have all the money and all of the people who are currently buying on eBay are no longer buying on eBay, um, you know, you want to make sure that you, you're able to capture that group. So in, in a company, like as, as eBay sellers, it's in our best interest. Like when you buy stock, for instance, a good example, what you're doing is you're buying ownership in the company, right? So you're saying, I believe this company, you know, unless you're just day trading and hoping to make a bunch of money off it going up or down in like 24 hours. Which a lot of resellers are. You know, people do that. That's fine. But that's more like gambling. But if you're buying, if you're investing in a company, you're saying, like, I believe in this company. I believe that this company is a company that I would like. I wish I could have said I, I started the company, right? Because when you buy stock, you're kind of doing that. You're saying you have ownership in that company. If it succeeds, then you're going to succeed in the long term. And so as a seller on eBay, you kind of have, you're, you're a shareholder, you're a stockholder in the sense of you, you're, you're, you matter or what happens to that business matters to you. And so we want eBay to be successful, not just five years from now, but 20 years from now. And so, uh, you know, I do think that changes have to be made. Um, and that's why, you know, an article that comes out saying Amazon is Amazon is capturing the younger audience. Now, luckily, they don't have the secondary market in the same way that eBay does. eBay still kind of has the corner on that. But as soon as another company comes around and really challenges that, I think eBay is going to have a hard time. And so, um, you know, it's 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 tough, but it's one of those things where I don't want to be the person that has to try every new thing that comes out. Right? Like, I don't want to have to try 
you know, Poshmark and see if that's what it is and then try this one or try this one. But you kind of have to because one of those things is going to hit. And there's there's kind of like a bell curve of um, in anything of the first people to adapt, right? Early adapters on like social media on a platform that takes off, they tend to have the largest audience, the largest reach, the most impact. Whether you got on when eBay first started, whether you got on when YouTube first started, you tend to be able to, to make a bigger impact. Then there's like the, the top of the bell curve when most people come in, and then there's the late adapters, right? And so the key is you never want to be a late adapter, but you also don't want to be jumping in with the crowd. You want to already be established before that. And so hopefully eBay can make it so we don't ever have to change to another platform. But I think if they don't make some big changes, we might have to. Yeah. I mean, I still, the, the nice thing is I love selling on eBay above all because I, I seriously, all the low ballers are on some of the other platforms and it drives me crazy. Like I, I'm tired of seeing likes. Don't tell me you like something. Shoot me an offer. Like, I don't care if you like it. Money talks. So, and that, that's just my approach to it. So, all right. <laughs> so that was a good discussion. All right, now, here's a warning to you. If you are shipping things on UPS, you may consider jumping to FedEx. I ship all my stuff FedEx before I go to UPS, and this is why. So UPS is having some major, major problems. I don't know if you've been catching this, especially in the Bay Area. So it's so bad that UPS is asking individuals to line up at their stores to get their packages. Like that's bad like that. So this is a story from NBC Bay area said frustrated UPS customers line up for packages. Uh, tired of waiting for the deliveries to arrive. Some UPS customers have taken a standing in line outside the shippers main Oakland distribution center to get their packages. Uh, NBC Bay area saw lines out the door at the East Bay area facility on Wednesday and Thursday. Customers in line told us they came when tracking information showed their parcels had arrived in Oakland, but not made it any further. And actually, I have friends in Sacramento that this is happening to other parts of the Bay Area. So, yeah, that is um, that that's troubling to me, right? And because you know you want repeat buyers, and so for me, it's key for me to have stuff arrive on time and get there on time. And so, I'm a big fan of FedEx. The one warning I have with FedEx is make sure you overestimate your measurements and your weight because. If you don't and you're an error, FedEx is going to hit you up on the invoice at the end of the month. So are you, are you sending stuff UPS or FedEx? Um, I've done both, both mostly UPS, though. Um, I mean, it, it really just depends. We look for whatever is the cheapest deal. Um, and, and you're right. You know, there's definitely been times where we've kind of underestimated and, and took the hit for it. And so you got to be specific. Uh, overestimate a little bit if you have to. Um, but uh, But yeah, I mean... I mean, it really just depends. Sometimes it's going to be pirate ships going to be cheaper. Sometimes it's yep. a really big item. FedEx is going to be cheaper. Sometimes if it's close, but it's a big item, UPS might be cheaper, right? So it just really de just depends on the item. And are you willing to look for the, the best price? Yeah. So just be aware of that. Now, I will say USPS, the post office has been great. I mean, I've had a couple items that there's like one that was supposed to be delivered June 15 and it's still, uh, I don't know where it's at. But the buyer never got back to me. So my guess is that it arrived and everybody's happy and we're all good. Uh, but USPS has been great. I mean, I'm just, I'm wondering like Q, what Q4 is going to look like. So if things are crazy right now, right, let's say we hit a second wave and then we hit Q4 on top of that. Now, it all depends on if money's going to contract. Like, are we going to have less, you know, discretionary spending like people are going to not buy as much i don't know what if that's the case but i'd plan for that you think so i plan for that i mean i think 
I think there's a high probability that that things are going to be rough come that time of the year. Uh, but even if they're not, I always think it's better to to plan for the worst case and then have the best case happen uh, than to just anticipate that, hey, tw- I mean, 2020 has been such a crazy year already. I, I would hate to go into Q4 of, of 2020 thinking this is going to be like Q4 of 2019 and 2018 and you're you're spending and you're prepping for that and you get there and it's not. I'd rather I'd rather anticipate I'm think I'm going to make 40% less than I did last Q4 and I need to prepare for that and and cut my own expenses as much as I can leading up to that and source more wisely and then if it comes out to be a great Q4 then you're you're even better off but I wouldn't I wouldn't anticipate that uh you know and that goes even to you know with the UPS and USPS and and how much shipping is going to be I mean they might not be bogged down at all because there's just not as much going out I mean Christmas I mean I grew up in a family that that didn't have a lot of money and credit was definitely taken out around Christmas time. So I do think people are still going to spend, uh, but I think that it's going to be significantly less than in, in previous years. See, that's interesting. I'm I'm the other right. I'm going to buy more than I've ever bought before, anticipating a bigger Q4 than ever before. For two reasons. Either the economy rebounds or no uh, stores are going to be shut down. People are still going to want to do Christmas and people are going to buy online more than ever before. So I'm good. And you know, Again, you have to do what's comfortable with you. And I'll share with that in the update. So uh, I wanted to highlight Wayne real quick. Uh, K-Way Shop saying, I don't want to see, think of Q4 at the post office. And that's the thing. I, I really, I think the sentiment overall in the reselling world is that Q4 is going to be at an all time. And I think that's going to be because if we hit second wave, like you think about how crazy it was this time around and people weren't even looking for gifts. They're just looking for themselves. And even though, yes, we're living kind of in two Americas right now because a lot of people lost their jobs and a lot of people are, you know, doing well financially. People are still, you know, we're still in a society that's highly materialistic and people are still going to want to buy for each other. So I don't know. We'll have to see. Uh, There's a comment in there. There's a question about UPS. I wanted to help somebody out. I don't think it was that one. Hey, Sam, how's it going? The bad things they've had initially marked delivered. Then it was out for delivery for two weeks in a row before finally getting delivered. Yep, that's happened to me too. Oh, here you go. Strawberry Lemonade said, how do you get the UPS that cheap? It is never that cheap when I use the eBay calculator. All right, so I'm sure you're talking to somebody in the chat, but here's the thing. PayPal has a deal with UPS where you can get it 25% cheaper, right? So Take a look at that option because that sometimes allows you to get sh- cheaper shipping uh, for eBay and you just upload the tracking on there. Now, there is going to be a caveat to that. We'll talk about it a little bit with uh, eBay's uh, updates. All right, let's move on from there. So I wanted to help people out here and saving money because we have the coupon. So the did you ever use your uh, surprise coupon? Uh, surprise coupon? Yeah. So here, here's what's going on, though. So a lot of you in the chat, hey, you know, if you want to drop the codes in the chat, that would be great. I know one of the codes is like, thanks a lot. And there's a couple other two codes. If you can find them real quick and drop them in the chat, that would help everybody else. So eBay is supposed to send the secondary coupon. We talked about this a few weeks ago. I never got a message for it. You obviously didn't get a message. I know about it because somebody, a lot of people dropped it on Instagram. I already used it. So I think I got like $50 shipping supply coupon. Wow. So I think for mine, because I have a premium store, I think you have premium store too, right? Yeah. I think it's thanks a lot is the coupon code and you'll get 50 bucks, hmm. right? I could be wrong. So if you know what I'm talking about in the chat or you can use it, all right, there you go. T- thanks a ton is one of them. Uh, which one is that for? So if thanks you guys, a bunch. 
or thanks a bunch. If you guys can comment like what store it works at, that would help a lot of a lot of people listening here. The reason I want to say this is that I don't know how long that coupon is good for. Maybe it's only good until the end of June. That means it's going to end in a couple of days, right? Because we have our new coupons coming up here for Q3, right? Now, this is how I wanted to help all of us save money. See, <laughs> Sam's like, wait, what? Yeah, this is the thing. People don't know. So, so Kent said for Anchor, it's... Ken Daigle said for Anchor, it's thanks a ton. So if you have an Anchor store, thanks a ton. I don't know how much it'll give you. I think it's like a hundred bucks. Uh, yeah, these are good through June 30th. So everybody needs to find out what these are. So if somebody who is like the scribe or the note taker can in one concise comment put, this is the coupon for this store. This is the coupon for this store. This is the coupon for this store and how much each are. Yeah, we're gonna that take, would be awesome. We're going to take minutes for our... Uh for this meeting we're having. Hey, here. listen, if you, if we can save each one of you 50 bucks, cause you tune into the podcast, it's all work it, worth Boom. it to us. You it's all worth that. it. I mean, Hey, you spent an hour to make $50 all worth it. So yeah, there you go. Barefoot fine says, thanks a lot. You'll get a $50 coupon. Ken Dago says, thanks a bunch. We'll give you 150 on the anchor store. So anyways, check the chat. Hey, this is what we're all about. We're all about helping people. Cause a lot of you wouldn't know if you didn't know. Right. Mike didn't know. Right. I mean, it's it's out there. So use that coupon. Now, here's another way to save money. So I have a lot of items that I send priority. So if it's over 50 bucks, I'll always send priority. Now, some items. So snapback hats, I send them in the eBay eight by eight by eight bucks. Right. So I order a lot of them. Right. And let's say I don't know what the average price is, but let's say it's like a dollar per box. Right. So if I send it first class, it would be like five. 50 something, whatever. Then you add that dollar cost, right? It's six something, right? But I'm going to send a priority, right? So it's going to cost me $7 to ship, right? So I'm looking at $8, right? But here's the thing. You can get a priority mailbox. And again, I, I'm sure I'm late to the party, but there's a priority mailbox that you can get from the post office that is a seven and a quarter inch by seven and a quarter inch by six and a half inch. Guess what? I can put my 50 plus snapback hat in that party mailbox. So instead of losing that money on the eight by eight box, I'm using that priority mailbox and I'm going to send a priority mail anyways. Right? So you multiply that by a hundred hats it's a hundred bucks you're saving, right? There's also, there's also another box, right? So sometimes I like using the 12 by 10 by eight box, which is one of my favorite boxes. But a lot of the times I'll send stuff that's over $50 on there. Right? So there's a priority mailbox that is 12 and a quarter inch by 12 and a quarter inch by eight and a half inch. Guess what? I'm going to save whatever the average amount, let's say it's 70 or 80 cents on each of them. And I'm going to be good, right? So look at USPS. These are all free boxes, right? So before you use your coupon, right? I strongly recommend you look at the boxes you were planning on ordering and seeing if there's some that you can get. <laughs> I know Mike's looking swole. Mike always looks swole since day one. Even when Mike's like, I got to go work out, blah, blah, blah. Mike's already looking swole. So, so maybe again, I keep saying I'm late to the party here. I didn't, you know, I, I missed the boat on this, but Hey, if it can help you out and it can help you save money, I definitely think it's worth it. There's another box here. Uh, there's regional rate boxes. So take a look at what you can get for free, right? From the post office 
And then maybe you order less of the eBay boxes of that kind, and then you order more of the ones that you can't use. And hopefully that'll save you some money in the long run. Yeah, it's good stuff. I hope that was helpful. Yeah. I don't know. All right. <laughs> we got two more and we're done here. Oh, man. All right. These are important because here's the thing. It's not like eBay messages all of us. That's what's weird. I've always said yeah. this. Like eBay should send like a, a monthly like news. Like a newsletter. Yeah. They should, they should have they should have a newsletter that goes to your email every month like it's 1998. But how else are you going to get the info? I don't know. We're not right. getting it now. Like, you know, unless they want to text us. <laughs> I mean, I would love it if they texted us because I check my text more than anything else, right? So, all right. So eBay put some reminders. This is important. So they said changes to handling item not as described return request for all resellers. In our 2020 spring seller update, we announced that starting June 1st, 2020, you'll be required to respond within three business days when buyers request to return items that don't match listing descriptions through eBay money back guarantee. When you do not respond within that time period, we may refund the buyer, seek reimbursement from you without requiring the buyer to ship the item back. Super important, right? You don't want to be out on that item, okay? The launch date for the response requirement on returns that don't match listing descriptions has been rescheduled to July 20th. All right, so be aware. So if you have returns, it applies. If you don't, again, if you don't allow returns, eBay can make you still accept returns. All right, so what it's saying is if somebody says it's not as described, you have three days to respond. If you don't respond in three days, eBay will take the money from your account and refund that individual and, you, and they don't have to get the item, but you don't have to get the item back. So recognize. Yeah, <laughs> like, recognize. Like, that's what eBay's saying, like hey, recognize. Just, 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 uh, just respond, right? Like that's the that's the key there is just be on your, be, be active on your store and don't, uh, don't let stuff sit. I mean, be a good be a good business owner and you won't be punished. All right. And uh, and the other thing is, yeah. So somebody said, that's great. Chris Shavers. And, and I've been, I get a lot of flack for this on Instagram, by the way. It says, I just accept returns. So I never have to issue no fuss. I'm telling you, it's the way to go. Even free returns for me is the way to go. Like you more business, less hassle, more money. So do you agree with that? Are you still yeah, on the fence? More money and less problems. <laughs> Are you still on the fence about returns? Uh, no, I do returns. I just don't do free returns. Okay. And what, what's holding you back from free returns? I don't know. It's just, it's just, it's who I am. Okay. What's holding you back from doing international? <laughs> I think okay? you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. right. That's fair. That is fair. Yeah. I'm not that doing, I'm not doing, I'm not doing free returns. I'll do returns. And if there've been times where I've given full return, including the shipping, if it's a mistake I've made or something like that. Uh, but, uh, I, I don't, I don't feel like I need to do free returns cause, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this is not the case, but I feel like more often or the, the likelihood will go up that people will say like, Hey, I can, I can try it using if I don't like it, I'll send it back as opposed to there was something wrong with it. And I need to send it back. Right. Yeah. If they have to pay the shipping, there's a little bit more, you know, even then, like sometimes if they're like, Hey, I need to send this back because of blah, blah, blah. I might even pay them the shipping because I, I could tell that it wasn't like, Hey, they were just trying to like, you know, wear this shirt to an event one time and then send mm -hmm. it back for a free the return, you know? Um, so there's times where I'll, I'll, I'll do it, but I think it's a deterrent because it's like, they're only going to ask for it if there's something really wrong. And if there's something really wrong, then maybe that's on me. All right. Now, uh, there, Ken Daigle, great point. Free returns aren't free. You're right. They're not free. Some people raise a price when they get re the returns. I do that. 
some people put an extra dollar into all their shipping and handling to cover any of those costs. There, there's, there are, there are workarounds. Um, let's see what else here. Oh, okay. The next one. So eBay is falling along with what Amazon does. So if you do Amazon merchant fulfilled, there isn't protection still. I've talked about this before, but Amazon promises you that if you buy the shipping through Amazon, that as long as it shows delivered, you're good. Now, Amazon backtracked on me this last week. So, but that's Amazon. Like Amazon that does that garbage to me all the time. eBay doesn't, but this is what eBay is saying. eBay says, in addition, we announced that starting June 1st, you'll be required to use eBay integrated shipping carriers that provide regular shipment scans in order to protect you from I am not received claims filed through eBay Money Bank Guarantee. The launch date for the new integrated shipping carrier requirement has been rescheduled. Starting July 20th, you'll be required to use eBay integrated shipping carriers that offer track services when you ship to protect yourself from item not received. Does this even really matter to us? Like, cause wouldn't USPS, not, UPS, FedEx, wouldn't all of those be like approved? No, no, it doesn't matter to us, right? But when you first were selling, right, you didn't get your labels off of eBay. I mean, there's still sometimes where I'll buy the label through another company, but if it's going through UPS or FedEx, like we're not like, paying a third party person that's like, Hey, like here, just take this on your, your, Hey, are you going to Texas here? Take this for me. Like I, <laughs> I could see, I could see if that was happening. Like, but I don't think that happens usually if you're using FedEx, UPS, USPS, even if you use a third party company, like, like pirate ship to do it, it's still being scanned through USPS. It's their label. So I don't really know if that applies to us too much. Yeah, but it, it does because what it, what it's saying is, uh, let's see here. Uh, integrated shipping carriers to protect yourself against item I received filed through eBay money back guarantee. You need to use a shipping carrier that's integrated with eBay. All right. So it gives you a list. Okay. All right. So you're saying now they did now notice the tip. It says we recommend you upload tracking to eBay within your started handling time. Buyers are more confident that Okay. So I get what you're saying. Right. But I still say buy your labels off eBay as much as you can. Now pirate ship is fine. Because pirate ship imports from eBay, so you're good, right? But you're right. Like if you use, I don't know, is DHL one of? Do you ever use DHL? No, but I'm even sure that's probably fine. Like I would imagine, like this would be uh, a oh DHL's in there. Yeah, I'd imagine this would be like a rare thing of like, hey, I'm shipping Lone Star overnights in there. Yeah, I, this would be like if I'm shipping like something really big and like yeah, you, you hire like a third party company that's like an off the wall. Like hey, they they're driving across country and they're making some stops along the way and they'll they'll carry your you know your box or whatever and drop it off at that person's house. Yeah. If you're shipping like that, I could see that them having to clarify and say like, yeah, sorry, that doesn't count. But yeah, if you're using any normal like shipping service, I think this is just like them saying, yeah, that's fine. Are there any outside of these that, I mean, I know on track, like, have you ever watched the like shipping Speedy wars? delivery? Have you ever watched the like yeah, shipping yeah, yeah, wars? Yeah. Like that's what I imagine. Like somebody like just calls up, like I need the chip, the, the, the cheapest that I can get this, you know, this giant statue delivered from California to New York. Can you hire some, you know, person that owns a truck to do it? And they, you know, maybe don't even have a, a license or something, you know, but otherwise. Masu brings a good point. Every time I have tried to use pirate ship, it has always been more expensive than USPS. I don't get it. All right. Great point. So there was a shift. I forget when the shift happened. Maybe it was the beginning of the year with the cubic shipping with USPS and it changed everything. Pirate ship was the go-to all the time. Now it's changed. And so, yes, you're right. There's, I would say now it's, it's like 70, 30 eBay is cheaper than pirate ship. The time that pirate ship is usually cheaper is when you do the box in a bag. 
So I sell a lot of shoes. If I can get the shoes in a box that fits in one of my huge poly bags, I'll ship it that way. And so the change will be like my flat rate would have cost twelve eighty. Instead, it's going to cost me like nine ninety five or eight something. That's where I see uh, that you end up saving money on pirate ships. So yeah, great point. Great point. So, all right, I think we're done with our reseller topics. Yeah, that that was that went pretty long. Yeah, no, it was good. Um, you know, reseller topics. Um, which I I, I still can't believe you're not calling it the reseller news it's yet. Not reseller. It, it's topics that help all of us. But we need your help for this next part. Uh, we want to get a couple of them from you guys because it's before um, you hit it though. Thank you to all 60 of you that have been watching us. I think that's the most we've had watching at one time. Yeah. So that's pretty awesome. Okay. Okay. So you paused me from doing it so you could say that? Yeah. Because I'm like, hey, look, and we got a super chat. See? See? <laughs> all right. <laughs> so that's why. Hey, Molly Davis, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Hey, wait. The- before you say thank you, I want to say thank you, Molly Davis, for uh, <laughs> for giving us a super chat. A dollar night. Really grateful. We are so grateful. So Cause by the way, we don't we don't get a lot of revenue on YouTube. Like we haven't cashed out in six months because there hasn't been anything to cash out. True. So anyways, all right, let's move on. Are you, are you sure? Are you uh, ready I'm, now? I'm ready. I'm okay. ready. Are you gonna Are you gonna stop me before? No, I press I'm not it? stopping you. Okay. Huh? I'm gonna I'm gonna let it sit for a couple of seconds first before I hit. Hey, we're at sixty one. But honestly, though, guys, we need your help because it's time. What's your bolo? Uh, you you wanted to do it. I, I wanted to do it. it. I wanted to do it on the live. I wanted to lip sync myself, and I still can't do it. Yeah, just uh, I had to like need to say, just don't do it. It's cringe. Don't do it. It is. It's cringe. But listen, it can't be any more cringe than some of the TikToks that we've done. Um, I mean, maybe the ones you've done, the ones I've done. No, I have some ultimate cringe ones. I agree. I agree. I'm okay with cringe though. It's all right. That's what happens. So, hey, so we asked some of you guys to share some bolos. We already talked about some bolos here. Somebody had said. Uh, motorcycle seats earlier because I had mentioned that. Uh, yes, Corbin uh, seats. Uh, Corbin, somebody said Corbin seats on there. I think that was Ken Daigle. Let me let me look that up. So if you have any bolos you'd like to share, or maybe we don't. Maybe we just <laughs> we want to be good about stuff, you know, and, and just. <laughs> well, yeah. Oh, Corbin. I want to seats. say real quick thanks to uh, Sam for the five dollars super chat. Sam for the money that you we saved you for the shipping supplies coupon. Man, I mean, that's what it's all about. Like, we just want to share because like Orlando said, like, I didn't even know, like he knew other people in the community knew. And that's what, 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 like not just this podcast, but the community in general, what makes it so great is it's people helping people. And, you know, cause none of us are competition. I mean, maybe, maybe we, uh, we get in each other's way and, and, and somebody's niche. But Mike a won't do a garage sale with me though. Uh, but realistically, we're we're more we're more on the same side here, right? We're all trying to help each other because you know, you know, being a reseller, we're a unique group of people. And so we need to stick together. We are. So one of the bullets mentioned earlier was by Ken Dago talked about uh Corbin uh Harley seats. And yeah, they they're money. Like I'm looking at them right now. So so keep an eye. And you know what? I'll keep you guys posted because if these Harley seats do each sell for 300 it's definitely bolo. It's going to end up in hustle of the week territory. Yeah. Hustle of the week. So, but you know, things have, things have been selling good. I don't know. Let's, let's just do, can we do random bolos right now? Do you want to do random bolos? Random, well, we haven't even thought this out. So no, 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 no okay. thoughts out there from okay. the audience. Okay. Well, while we're waiting for the audience, one that I was thinking of just recently, cause uh, I've had several of these sell and it's kind of weird. It's one of those things that I, I'd say almost every single thrift store that I walk into, there's certain things you're guaranteed to see, right? You're guaranteed to see uh, knife blocks and you're guaranteed to see like some kind of a wine opener, right? Like a little kit. These things are just like it, for whatever. And you're always going to see Twilight trivia. The What's the, that game, the, the, 
Oh, that's everywhere. Every every single thrift store. The anti bolo. For whatever reason, there's always a Twilight trivia, whatever that game is. Every 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 thrift store I've ever been in. I don't know if I've ever seen one that doesn't have it. But um, for whatever reason, there's always like a, a wine cork screw opener things, and most of them are junk. Most of them aren't worth money. But a lot of times they're unopened, and sometimes they're really good brands. There's been a couple of times I think like Mr. Rabbit. I've I've sold a couple of those, and then there's been a couple of like Italian ones that I've sold. And the nice thing is because a lot of people get these for like gifts and things like that, and they don't ever actually end up using them. And so then they end up in thrift stores unopened. And a lot of times I can pick these up for like four or five dollars at a thrift store and they consistently sell if you get the right brand for like 40 or 50 bucks. So just one of those things to look for because they're often there. All right, so Anna Putman says, yeah, the game was Seen It. Seen It, Seen It, Twilight. Twilight, Seen It. Why is is it always, there's always a Twilight scene. They must have like, when, when they produced it, they must have like, put in an order for like, we need to make a hundred thousand of these. And somebody like was like, all right, a hundred million it is. And they what just if accidentally like, made too it, many. What if it's like one of the few items that exist once we have a major apocalyptic time and aliens arrive, mm. what will they think of us when they see Twilight scene? Twilight scene it? They'll be like, this was, this was uh, one of their religions. They worshiped at <laughs> this. This was, uh, uh, every household had one. Their skins all turn to diamonds <laughs> when the sun hits. All right. Hey, Endorphin Seeker has, oh, okay. Bibles. Yeah, wow. Bibles are good. Yeah, I've actually sold several Bibles, um, especially if you can get them new in box. But even, even uh, you know, one that's not written in a lot. Uh, specifically, there's a lot of different versions of of the Bible as far as like what, you know, is it ESV? Is it NIV? Is it a study Bible? Who's the, who wrote the study Bible? So certain study Bibles are going to be worth a little bit more. That is true. That is very you true. Know, so if I have some that like are worth a hundred bucks. Yeah. yeah. So if you yeah. find like a John MacArthur study Bible or an RC Sproul or something that's like uh, uh, maybe a little bit more of like a niche, it's going to fill a certain group of people looking for that. Uh, but Bibles usually do really well, so that's a that's and and because some of them you can't just go to Amazon and find some of them. You know what I mean? Yeah, especially if they're older. Yeah. All right. Hey. Uh, and by the way, East the flip syndicate. Uh, he actually is going to be one of our hustles of the week that we're dropping on Wednesday. So Ooh. stay tuned for that one. All right. Hey, Endorphin Seeker, I like this one. Says, picked up a Disney store build up for a dollar at. I think that's the store that shall not be named. Just listed and sold. They're showing two ninety nine for this one. Disney store dog. Here's it. Wow. Wow. Hey, maybe somebody here will just purchase that one. So maybe that'll happen. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see here. We have some other good bolos. I like, man, we started asking potato chip cans, blackberry thistle tea. Interesting. I'll have to look that up. Like not Pringles though, right? Like, I mean, what's wrong with Pringles? Pringles I, I don't know, but I'm, I'm guessing they're like vintage cans. So like That always reminds me of the, uh, the, I think it was Mitch Hedberg who did one of like, do you think that they were like really like they, they, they ordered the wrong thing and it was like for tennis balls and they got them and instead of getting tennis balls, they got a bunch of potatoes and they're like, well, what are we going to do? It's like, I don't know, make potato chips. And they just stuck those in the tennis ball <laughs> container. All right. Uh, let's see. Jeffrey D says vintage costume jewelry is amazing. And uh, yeah, you know what? I did do costume jewelry back in the day. Like I would say five, six years ago. And I actually, I have a whole box full of it. That's just sitting there that I haven't touched. So no, costume jewelry, you may not think about it, but there are people looking for certain pieces and yeah. there's money there. I wouldn't so. even know what to look for with costume jewelry. I mean, I'd have to learn that one, but that'd be a good one, uh, a good niche to, to learn. I've actually been considering, Orlando and I have talked about maybe doing like an occasional one-off episode where it's like, where we each pick a random niche that we don't know anything about. We oh, do yeah. some research and then we just teach like, here, I don't know anything about costume jewelry, but like, I'm going to spend 15 minutes telling you what I learned and here's some of the top selling ones and then I'll teach Orlando. And then Imagine Orlando the comments one. on that one. 
You're <laughs> killing the market. You know, but I mean, we'll just find random niches because there's so many out there. And if you don't know anything about it, you know, and, and one of the best ways to learn is to, you know, really just study and learn and then to teach. And so um, I'd like to learn those those niches. Eric in Ohio says Pearl Izumi uh, cycling gear. Yeah, cycling gear is money. Uh, carbon fiber shoes are money. Thank you, Eric. And I feel bad. Somebody on Instagram had tagged us at one point and said they found us and they thanked us. And I couldn't get in there in time to repost it. So if you're listening to the podcast, hit us up in DMs again. Let us know. There's one more. Uh, scroll, scroll. There's one I wanted to share that was on there. That was good. Uh, Wayne, okay, yeah. Bolo Halloween Villages, Department 56. Yeah, throw that up there real quick. That's a, that We always talk about that Bolo. Uh, but in case people are new, did you lose it right there? So yeah, Halloween Village, actually Halloween Villages sells for good money. They are more rare than Christmas. You're right, Wayne. Because lately I've been selling some and they've been great. So that is good. <laughs> Allison, big drift. Thank you for the super chat. Two plastic razors for okay, Orlando. Okay, so we're gonna Whoa. we're gonna do a vote right now. Right in no. the chat. Do you want Orlando to shave his beard? It is uh, not big happening. drift thrift already mm. dropped a dollar ninety nine saying it should happen. So uh what do you guys what do you guys think? Let's she meant razors for my head. No, That's no, no, I meant. don't think so. I don't think so. Pla plastic razors to this? No, no. We'll, oh, the pain, we'll just we'll just take man. some shears. We'll just take like some like sheep shears and just So uh oh okay. Uh let's we'll we'll run five more bolos and then we're gonna move on. Now we're getting swamped. Now we now we have to like be choosing scroll up a little bit. I think we missed a couple more. Did we miss something? Uh oh question. We got a question. Let's let's answer that question from Mark. Mark Casarelli says, Orlando, would you sell one-off electronic items new on Amazon, picked locally, or with online arbitrage without an invoice, one of a kind, so risk is spread out? Okay, great question. So there's a debate in the YouTube community about this. The danger of selling items new and sealed that are one-offs that you don't have an invoice is that a company might put an infringement claim because they 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 basically state somewhere that it the first uh, first purchase. I forget what is what is that law called? I don't know. The, anyways, there's there's a law that you're able to resell anything because you're the you know you're the original person to buy it, and so you have the option. The way that companies get around it is that you're infringing on their property because you didn't pay for that warranty. And so therefore you can't offer that warranty. Therefore you can't sell that item. And so some people on Amazon get in trouble. I personally have never had an issue with it. I've always sold, if things are new, I've always sold them for new on Amazon. So you kind of have to do, you know, what you, ex you think is right. Uh, but just be ready. Like I always say with Amazon, the hammer can always drop and you never see it. So People cut that beard, yeah. cut that Sorry, beard. Sorry, man, I shouldn't have done that to you. Yeah, I you know, but again, this is this is he, my he this is care, my man. beard is of him. freedom. This my is, beard of freedom. He's gonna do what he's gonna so, do. So and there's some people that dig the beard. Maybe not on this podcast at the moment, but there are some <laughs> on, people on your other podcast. <laughs> uh, Amy, thank you. Amy Lee Monroe, always a great a supporter. Ah, let him be. Thank you, Amy. I appreciate that. So we, we should let's just throw up Amy on there just so I can say thank you, Amy. Appreciate that. All right. <laughs> on the post it on like P. I don't know what that is. is there an episode I missed? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. All right. Hey, any other bolos on there? Let's see before we move on to what we're we looking forward to. 
I think we covered we all of them yeah. or we missed them. All right. Hey, well, thank hey, you all yeah. for sharing those bolos. Look hey, at all the value we've brought. And what you can do also afterwards is watch this episode again. I'm just kidding. You don't have to do that. But once the live is over, um, the regular chat will open up and you can just drop in bolos there. And if you're watching this after, you know, after it's already closed and it's not live anymore, just down below in the in the comments, what are some of the bolos that you're you're using, you're picking up? Uh, what are you making money on? Share with the community and then be sure to check and see what other people are leaving because uh, you never want to leave money on the table, right? You always want to have as much information as you can so that when you get to that thrift store, you get to that garage sale, you're you're searching things on OfferUp or you're searching things on Facebook Marketplace. You've got more tools in your toolbox that you can use and more items that you can be picking up uh, and you're not just stuck, narrowed in, focused in on one item and missing money that that is just out there and available for you. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And Think about this episode. Like we we literally have put like fifty to one hundred fifty dollars in people's pockets. Yeah, for that shipping coupon, and on top of that, bolo. So hey, grateful for all of you that showed up uh, to be on the live with us. And we're not done yet though. So hey, I like that Blackberry Thistle Tea said the beer is great. Thank you, uh, Nashville Flippers. All right, it says it's branding. It's true. It's branding. It's who, it's who we got beards. All right, moving on. What are you looking forward to, Mike? So um, my. I haven't decided what I'm going to call it yet, so maybe you guys can help in the in the comments too. I think right now I'm calling it the uh, road thrift trip, and it's going to be our our long road trip where we're going from California all the way up to Colorado, down to Texas, and then back. So we're hitting several states along the way, uh, and I'm starting to really prep for it. So today I went and got the the bins that I'm going to need for the inside of the trailer. I think my trailer will hold like 12, but I'm only going to put eight in there so that I can have some space above where I can keep some you know loose or bigger items, uh, and then uh, I'm going to go buy certain things like I'm going to buy new tires for the trailer. Um, so really starting to make sure all of the things are in order, getting a tune-up done on the car, uh, planning out where we're supposed to be, checking the thrift store route along the way. And so kind of doing all the prep stuff. And and to be honest, like prepping for big trips is not my favorite. Uh, but, you know, it's nice because I know all of the time and energy I put into it in advance is going to pay off dividends. And then, too, uh, while we're gone during that time, you know, we've got a few more episodes we're going to do before then. We'll probably try and record a couple ahead of time. Uh, but while we're gone, I'm going to try and do with Orlando, we're going to do some some just on the road trips. Right. So our podcast might be, uh, you know, I don't know how long what the format's going to be. Maybe we're still doing updates. Maybe we're still doing themes or talking about a book, uh, but it'll probably be through Zoom or something. And we're going to be uh, separated and see how that goes. So I'm um, excited to maybe get some ideas from you guys. If you've got topics you'd like for us to talk about and uh, it'll be a fun trip, um, you know, finally getting a chance to to you know, make, make money while traveling and seeing family and, and just having a good time. So yeah, I like what Blackberry Thistle T says, AAA is advisable. Yeah. I, do you have AAA? I have Wawa Nisa, oh. uh, which, which is That's an amazing insurance. Base, right? Yeah. But they, they cover all that kind of stuff. So nice. Yeah. I've had AAA forever and you, you never know when you get the hookup from AAA. Like you'll show up somewhere and they're like, Oh, do you have AAA? I'm like, of course I do. <laughs> right. And like, you know, boom, flexing that AAA card. All right. Uh, <laughs> big drift, all with the jokes. Talked about my my beard being a neck scarf. Not saying getting a portal potty and all. Oh, that you know, yeah. that's not a joke. Yeah, no, that no, is true. I'm definitely bringing a little a little potty for my son. That's for sure. That is true. You know what? I'm inspired. I may just travel this next week. Like I go. just uh, do it, man. go somewhere. I don't know, but we'll see. Because things are locking down here, man. You better escape. Oh no! I don't <laughs> know if I'll be able to get back in. So I don't know. All right. Hey, um, all right. So sales have slowed down on eBay. Not, not slowed down. Like it's summer slowdown. It's just normal right now. 
And that means I've had an opportunity to list more. So I'm back to my 2200. I still want to hit the 3K by the end of the summer. And so this isn't giving me an opportunity to do this. I'm hoping the next two weeks to be the 24 to 2500. Uh, and then we'll see. So you can ask me next update, like where I'm at. Yeah. Now, the 10, beauty, 000. the beauty, the beauty will be 9, is if I can say, hey, I'm not going to make it because I've had so many sales. I mean, that's the problem I ran into when I first said this is that things kept selling on eBay and I just couldn't catch up right now. What I've been doing, it's kind of weird for every one or two sales. I'll go real quick and I'll list like two or three items. Right. And so like, I'm always trying to list more than I'm selling. So hopefully my number keeps going up. All right. Yeah. Martha would love to go to Florida. Uh, it just, yeah, I, I don't know. I've thought about Florida. I got, you know, Maybe, maybe it's been a while since I've been in Florida. So, all right. And the other thing is I'm going to be buying like crazy. I, I really, I'm anticipating if there's a second wave, uh, that we better have our inventory in order. And on top of that, I think more people are going to be buying online than they were the first wave because they already got a taste of it. They liked it. They didn't, they love not having to go outside to go to a store. They love the delivery to their door. They noticed that eBay ships just as fast as Amazon, as long as they contacted the right seller. And so I, I, I'm ready, I'm ready to, you know, to buy a lot more. Uh, I'm actually behind right now. Probably I have a hundred items. I still need a list along with my other hundred death pile of infinity that I never take care of. Yeah. Got to get those done, man. So that that's coming yeah, East Texas for the ribs, next level tacos, endless garage sales, man. East, you are you are speaking my language. You are speaking my language. So, yeah, that that's so. Sam says I love my death powers now. Yeah, you're right. I mean, if we hit it, I I really I really think we're gonna we're gonna be. I hate saying this. We're not gonna be better off as humans, but we'll be better off as resellers if a second wave hits. So, hoping it doesn't happen. I'd rather it not happen. And things get back to normal for a little bit. And we're just going to have to figure out, you know, how to keep building our businesses. So we'll see what's going on. So, yeah. Anyways, hey, thank you all for being on the live. Really appreciate every single one of you. Thank you for all the super chats, the bolos, the tips, the questions, and just for tuning in. Yeah. And with that being said, hey, make sure to be real. Be relevant. And be reselling. Late.